Welcome to Talking Robots, the podcast with an inside view on the science, technology, and business of intelligent robotics. Hi, I'm Markus Weibel from the Laboratory of Intelligent Systems at the EPFL in Lausanne, Switzerland. Today we'll be talking to Olivier Michel, who's the founder of Cyber Robotics, a company that specializes in robot simulation. His WebBot software allows modeling, programming, and simulating mobile robots, and the software also includes tools to transfer robot control programs to many commercially available real mobile robots. Apart from this very successful WebBot software, he's involved in various research activities in university laboratories. Hi, Olivier. Hi, welcome. Marcus. Welcome to Talking Robots. Uh, in 1998, you founded a startup company called Cyber Robotics to commercialize a robot simulator. Uh, and today, your WebBot simulator is used in over 350 universities and research centers worldwide. Can you quickly outline your story for us? Okay, so actually, I developed this uh, first simulation tool uh, during my PhD thesis because I was needing such a tool to... Uh, um, research uh, genetic algorithm on mobile robots and uh, that was back in 95 and rapidly I shared this tool among the research community uh, so that many people could use it then I came to EPFL as a postdoc researcher and I continue uh, developing uh, simulation software uh, for mobile robotics. Actually, I restarted from scratch. And it was more and more successful so that we decided to create a company to continue the development and to support the users, the growing community of users uh, for this tool. So from the beginning, we were pretty lucky because uh, we um, got in touch with the um, uh, R&D team from Sony in Tokyo at that time, they were developing the first prototypes of IBO robots, and they were very interested in uh, having a simulation tool to develop the behaviors for this robot. So from the beginning, we started with a pretty big development contract from Sony, which could uh, found uh, the company, and we could hire a couple of software developers from the beginning at no cost, because it was paid by Sony. And uh, now the development with Sony is over, but uh, the company has grown and we can live on our own sales of the software. Very nice. So let's talk about this business, this company of yours for a start. Uh, can you tell us a bit more about, about your product? So our main product is WebBots. Uh, this is um, software for fast prototyping and simulation of mobile robots. It could be seen as a CAD tool uh, dedicated to robotics in the sense that uh, uh, it, it is very useful to design new robotics products and to test very rapidly a different scenario, including the environment and a number of mobile robots. And uh, what makes WebBot special? So WebBot is special because it's the only software which can do that. Uh, uh, it's a pioneer software in the sense that uh, uh, everything is integrated into the software from the graphical design of the environment and the robot to the transfer onto real mobile robots. Mm -hmm. So uh, you've been working with Sony, I understand, in the beginning, and then a lot with universities, I guess, yes. to develop the simulation. And I hear you've also been working with uh, students a lot, running programming contests and things like that. Yes. 
from the beginning we've been organizing a series of programming contests that was originally to promote our software within the research community and the goal was to program the intelligence of the robots in competition with another robot on a given scenario um, and uh, we had about 50 teams worldwide participating in every contest and uh, most of them were uh, PhD students or master students and that was very very interesting to see how they could integrate a lot of uh, state-of-the-art research into this contest to achieve a good performance for their robots. The first contest was a survival game with two Kepra robots, so two wheeled robots roaming in a maze-like environment and looking for food and they were in competition and the second series of contests was uh, humanoid robots playing a wrestling game so trying to kick the other robot out of the tatami and that was also very successful and very um, spectacular to see uh, let's come back to the company and talk a bit more about the market for robot simulation software who are your typical customers and who needs to simulate robots and why so actually, our first customers were mostly researchers, academic researchers in universities. And rapidly this extended to um, teachers, so professors uh, teaching robotics at the university. And now we are selling more and more to industry, like we've been selling licenses to Honda, Toyota, Sony, uh, NASA, Samsung... Uh, many electronics companies in Japan like Pioneer, Panasonic and so on and so we feel that there is a stronger interest from the industry for such uh, software tools So it seems there's a big growing market right there and recently Microsoft announced a new software package for simulating and programming robots and I'd like to hear what you think of that <laughs> Yes, as you said the market is slowly growing actually we've seen the market growing from the beginning up to now uh, slowly but growing and since it's growing it's becoming interesting now for Microsoft so I think that the goal of Microsoft is the feel that uh, in a few decades there will be a lot of mobile robots all around like we have computers now and they would like to put their software operating system or whatever software component into those new devices of the future so this is why they are investing now in software development kits to provide researcher and developer with tool that hopefully will be integrated in tomorrow's robots. And how does it compare to, to Webots? I believe we are we have two different approaches. Microsoft is trying to introduce their software technology into mobile robots, whereas we are trying to provide a tool for the design of mobile robots. Um, Microsoft is providing not only a simulation tool, but also an API, a lot of uh, programming languages and so on, interfaces to their own uh, Internet Explorer technologies and so on. We are providing only a simulation tool, nothing else. Um, I think that Microsoft's focus is not on the simulation tool because they reused an existing uh, library, physics simulation library, which was developed by another company, and they didn't invest too much time in the simulation tool. So I would say that uh, they provide rather a global um, software uh, SDK rather than a simulation tool. So are you thinking about a collaboration then? 
Yes, we were discussing this. Um, I'd like to come back to your startup experience a little bit. What did you personally experience as, as the most difficult part in getting this startup up and running? Well, actually, I'm sorry to say, but it was easy. Um, as I said, from the beginning, we got a big development contract with Sony, so we got money from the beginning. And then uh, we started to... Well, we had the customers before we started to sell the software. So people were using the free version of the software before, and they were happy to to pay to have new versions and to have supports and so on. So actually, it was pretty smooth. Also, I think uh, we were lucky because... At the beginning, the market was very small, but I, I could work half-time in my company and half-time at the EPFL, so that I could smoothly increase my um, time of work in cyberbotics uh, according to the market. When the market was growing, I could work more at cyberbotics and less for EPFL and so on. So that was very convenient, and that was very easy, in fact. So you had no problems with legal challenges or administration issues or something Not like Not really this. problems. I think we have. I, I had to make some choices. Like uh, some people told me that I should try to protect the technology with some patents. And I decided that I will not do that because I was thinking this was a um, loss of time of filing patents and so on. So that was a choice. That could have been a problem if I decided to do so because it's very expensive and very complicated to do. So, so far we we had only very small problems like uh, for the distribution of the software you have to, to, to find distributors all over the world and to sign distribution agreement and sometimes there are some problems but nothing very important. Mm -hmm. Have you regretted not having patented your software? Or? No. No no problem. No problem. Uh, a little while back, we talked to Francesco Mondada, um, who started a business selling robots for research and education. And for him, the problems only really started once his business was really up and running. What are the big challenges for you now in, in your current situation? The big challenge now is handling the growth of the company. Because the company is growing which means that we have more and more customers and we need to provide them with more and more user support and we need to be able to, 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 to answer them, to sell, to make offers and so on. So we have to hire new people now and hiring, hiring people is, is very difficult in the sense that since the company is still small, you cannot make a mistake by hiring the bad, bad people. So this is uh, a good challenge. Important decisions. Yeah. Um, do you have any advice for people who are thinking about starting their own startup company? Well, I would say that um, they shouldn't listen for advices from other people, but instead they should listen to their own feelings and, and go for it. Mm -hmm. And as somebody who has made the successful startup experience himself, uh, what do you think could be done to encourage startups? Well, I think that currently in Switzerland, startups are very well helped by a number of associations and also by the country. You can get a lot of advices, free advices. You can get uh, financial help from the country, from the different associations here. 
So I have no better idea to help startup company. Instead of spreading the word that uh, if you feel that you could create a company, do it. Just go out there and do it. Yeah. So would you do it again? Sure. Okay. So uh, then let's move a bit more to the to the general questions. Um, I'd like to ask you what the what do you think are the big goals and also the big market opportunities in in robot simulation for the next twenty years? I think that the simulation of mobile robot will follow the development of robots in general, which means that if we have new appliance for mobile robots in the future, there will be a market for the simulation of mobile robots because developer will need to have um, prototyping tools, uh, CAD tools, to design those mobile robots. And where do you see the biggest challenges in robot simulation? The biggest challenge is to be able to develop a simulation which transfers well onto real robots. And this depends obviously on the complexity of the robots, whether you need to have a good physics engine behind this or not, uh, whether you have to model the sensors very carefully, including noise and so on. But I would say that every specific robotics problem has its specific simulation techniques behind. And uh, for robotics in general now, uh, which fields in robotics do you think are the most promising technologically? Where do you think the biggest advances will be made in the next 20 years? Okay, so currently I think mobile robotics just entered uh, the market in the sense that you can see now vacuum cleaners, robots. Um, there are more and more toy robots as well. Um, and I think that this is going to grow slowly, but it is it is on the way to, to, to grow. And in addition to this, I believe that there are there is a big field of application in agriculture, like harvesting robots. And I think that uh, in the 20 next years, we will probably see automatic farms with uh, robots harvesting and taking care of the plants and so on. Very interesting. And uh, in, in 20 years from now, if, if we really think about uh, about the future, in which field do you think will robots have had the biggest impact on our, on our daily lives? Well, I, I think that um, it will be probably in the, in the industry. Um, I have the feeling that... Uh, Mm, how to say? Uh, you can say that uh, Japanese people are very friendly to robots. American people think that robots will kill them, and European people are afraid that robots will steal their jobs. But they are totally wrong, because if we can develop uh, very efficient robots for uh, manufacturing then those robots will allow us to keep our factories in Europe rather than building the factories in China. And uh, I think there is a great chance for Europe in robotics, in developing new robotics applications, especially for industry and agriculture, to keep the production in Europe versus delocalizing the production into other countries. So this is something European people should be aware of. 
Thank you very much, Olivier, for joining us here on Talking Robots. You're welcome. And this concludes this week's episode of Talking Robots, where we talk to Olivier Michel from Cyber Robotics on his startup experience and on robot simulation. Visit our website for links and further information on this episode, as well as for past and upcoming podcasts. I'm Marcus Weibel. Thanks for listening. Talking Robots, the inside view on robotics. For more information on past and upcoming podcasts, visit our website at lis.epfl.ch. <laughs>